Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. company but falls a ramble ladies and gentlemen my name's marcus speller and jim campbell's here hello luke moore's here too all right and he's back from japan it's the people's champion pete donaldson hello i'm back and ready to get started once again Welcome to this thing called the Football Ramble, ladies and gentlemen. Petey's back! 
I mean, our listeners are Come absolutely on, delighted. I tweeted this morning, Pete, with a little picture of you mm. uh, with a flat cap on, looking uh, <laughs> looking innocent and very, very happy. Looking like the crazed uh, granddad. That tweet, as I be- yeah, you were looking a bit like the, mm. the, the crazed granddad. And that tweet went, I, don't, I think the kids call it postal. postal. Somebody retweeted eight times, I noticed. There now, who's doing that? <laughs> Who wants that? On I their think, type? I Who think, wants to give that to the people? I think that let, actually was let the, people love you. Yeah, <laughs> I think that actually was the crazy granddad who tweeted. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming for you. He's still alive. It's just good to be back. It's good to like, give Luke a reason P- to talk about clothing P- again. In the pod, PT's in the pod. Everybody, PT's in the pod. PT's in the pod for an hour now. I noticed, an hour and four. I noticed, Jim, Pete singing along to that. A bit arrogant for my taste. No, I like I, it. I, I got involved. into it. I'm oh. very jet-lagged. I, there's, a, there's a fridge upstairs, and I've never done this podcast in this studio before. There's a fridge upstairs mm-hmm. that has two different sizes of, of, of Coca-Cola in it. There's, there's the full-size cans, and there's the smaller cans. Did you think your perspective had gone all I, I picked <laughs> I picked up a fun-size can and thought uh, my hand had got big. And the giant. Yeah. I had, a bit of bre- I had a bit of an emotional breakdown. What I find quite interesting... And then I choked on a toffee penny. Is, is, is Pete, you've obviously been away. You've yeah. not uh, been in the Premier League loop. But as you were talking about the cans, you glanced down at your notes, which suggests that you've made it... That that was in your notes. I, ch- I glanced down at the can in oh, front of me. Yeah, I've got one in front of me. I thought to myself, Are you having problems the, as well? If actually, that's the content that you coming out with, then you, my goodness. You've got two. Did you get two small ones rather than just pick up a normal-sized one? <laughs> I'm double-fisting, mate. I'm so, double-fisting uh, the, uh, the tiny, tiny diet cork. Let's not do any football chat today. No. Let's not do any, because Pete, Pete doesn't want to, do you, Pete? <laughs> I, you're, I think you're gagging not to talk about the football. I think that I'm seems not. to be the thing. Peter, oh, we got... just the listeners will want me to ask you this. Did you have a nice time in Japan? I had a nice time. I saw two mummies. I went on uh, local uh, Japanese radio. Mm-hmm. I went to the beach uh, and found a beach about as rough-looking as Hartlepool Beach. Yeah. You wow. made your um, debut on Japanese radio. That's very impressive. And you did it in Japanese. No, I did uh, about. I did some of it in Japanese, yeah, but it wasn't very... You know, very Don't pick him up, mate. It, was very, it, right? it was very Jonathan Woodgate's first press conference. Let's oh, put it really? that way. You get sent off as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scoring on goal, <clears throat> get Amazing. sent off. So you created two mothers and you went on Japanese yeah. radio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. A stuff. successful trip. It feels to mm. our listeners and to us that you've been away for far too long, so welcome back, my man. Sorry, everyone, but... Um, I, I, I'll do it again. So, could be yours. Indeed. At least you let us know this time. <laughs> um, to the Premier League, Peter. Yes. Manchester City. Oh, we're not leaving with the ball. <laughs> <laughs> That'll come up later. There's plenty of time for that, mate. <laughs> what a win at the bridge. Wasn't what it? a win. They are playing like Keegan's Newcastle. <laughs> Swashbuckling. Swashbuckling. Mm. The buckles are swashed. Some people are saying that was the biggest game of the season so far, Jim. In terms of the title, certainly it was. I think it's certainly the biggest test of um, two sort of legitimate contenders that we've seen so far. One of the things that struck me about this game is there are, there are times it almost looks like it's sort of slightly sped up. You know, the, the real top teams have such pace yeah. and also pace while, while with the ball mm-hmm. that it almost looks slightly Benny Hill esque. And that, it gives you sort of like, <laughs> and I, but like, like, but conversely, if Benny Hill was supposed to be good and not chaotic, yeah. it, it gives you a sort of measure of the gulf between the, the, the elite clubs, which I think are kind of separating even further from the others than, than everybody else. And if this really, really does feel like a Guardiola team, doesn't yes. it? When you look at Bayern and you, you look at Barcelona, the way that they would impose their game on an opponent, regardless of who that is, and just force them to play that way. They were Magnificent. I couldn't agree more, Jim. And I would, I'm, I would go as far to say that 
everybody looks like they're having a lovely old time. Even Fabian Delft's having mm. a lovely old time. Even at left back. It yeah. seems, not only did, um, did Guardiola manage to tease a left back performance out of Fabian <laughs> Delft. And, and you know, the build up to this game, a lot of the talk was about Aguero and this injury from, from this car mm. accident. A terrible situation. Mm. But not many, not many people, for my, well, not enough people for my taste, were mentioning this, this loss of Benjamin Mendy, who's been fantastic. Mm. Yes. He looks like an absolute colossus. We've said it over and over again. And, and Guardiola sticks uh, Delft in there. He plays well. Not only does he play well, he looks like he's enjoying it. Yeah. It's, it's the only time... That's what I mean. I, can th- I could think of, and I was thinking earlier, of a midfielder being asked to st- fill in at sort of what can be quite a sort of thankless position at mm. full-back, yes. left-back as well, and go, yeah, I can do that, and I'm having a lovely time. I mean, James he, Milner did it, but he didn't look like he was having a particularly lovely time. But James Milner's oh, nev- does, oh, does he ever, though? No, but James Milner's never either happy or sad, so yeah. it's impossible mm. to know. It's neutral. Yeah, so... so <laughs> Shrouding his emotion. But, um, and, and also, I mean, De Bruyne, who's you know, one of the very best players in the league, of course, he made a difference in a big game, mm. and that is how players do get remembered. At, yeah, know, the fast the becoming an early contender for that player of the season. Well, we, we always say he looks like a goat, and it, it, it's slightly sort of supernatural at the moment with the way he's playing it's <laughs> magnificent one thing I love about Guardiola's philosophy is his response to Fabian Delph scoring an absolute worldly is to stick him at fullback and, and, yeah, it, and, yeah. it, and it working yeah. like, brilliantly well <laughs> do it from there yeah. Yeah. if you've got goals in you I'll put you back and then I'll put someone on the pitch who does definitely have goals in them and then we got them everywhere but City were by far the better team and they got, and they got the tactics right didn't they Chelsea, they did. Chelsea looked like you know, it's a bit of a strange situation but to this, see. Is, this is the Manchester City who lost their Probably their best striker. I mean, Jesus is looking different class as well. They lose Sergio Aguero, yeah. you know, a day before the match or whenever it was, and they uh, they 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 shape up if you like against against Chelsea mm. without him, and they were blisteringly good. And this Man City side, they are they, Guardiola has got his teeth and claws into this team Very and knows so. exactly what what to do with them. Yes, he spent an awful lot of money. You'd think for a few hundred million quid, so he should do. But it's often a little bit more um, than than just that. And everyone is is relaxed, enjoying themselves, as as you say, Luke. I'd go as far to say. The, the way it's going, the way that the, the team spirit is, the way everybody knows their jobs and so on and so forth, they they could even win the Champions League this year. It, it, it's oh, looking that good. It's Did, looking that you, good. You, you said that enjoying themselves. Did Pep's um, Bayern do that, for example? Did they look like a kind of fun side to be around and to watch? Kind well, of like? the, the first time I really watched Pep's squad, uh, Pep's um, Bayern Munich, Pep's Guardiola. Pep's Guardiola. <laughs> Pep Bayern's Guardiola. <laughs> the the Rio Guardiola. <laughs> um, was away to Manchester City right. in the Champions League when I think they beat them 3 1. Mm. And they looked fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Well, he puts a lot on the social lives of players, doesn't he? Because he's, mm. he's, he's resisted any opportunity <laughs> How's to that work this week. Actually, are you going on the quote, Jim? No, yeah, go, go on. When, when, he said, when, when he was asked about what he thought of Sergio Aguero, what was he doing abroad, and so on and so forth, and he said, it was his day off, I'm not the police. Well, yeah, very much. I'm the Pep police. Apparently, he is, he's very keen for players to actually have a social life so that they're a bit more relaxed and they, they do feel... You Didn't know, he just, make him go to the open. cinema once? There's stuff like that. And he tries to have them have like dinner together after matches and stuff like that. And he, he apparently he has club officials ringing, ringing the players' houses to make sure they're in bed before midnight, which I don't understand because if they are, mm. surely you wake them up. <laughs> so I don't know how that works. But put a camera in. I love that. Ring, yeah. ring, ring the house. Hello? Get back to bed. <laughs> just, oh, just just do a little kind of like a sexy kind of like you up question mark. Yeah, well, in speak, their WhatsApp. And, and, if, and if it's red, or if they go online, last scene, whatever. You okay, hun? Spe- <laughs> speaking of 
Speaking of the ride, is he apparently daddy? also encourages the players to have sex with their partners, but not before midnight. Before, is that right? Before games. Mm. Isn't that yeah. a Disney story? Hang on, not before midnight. <laughs> yeah. so after midnight. Before midnight. So what's, 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 like, what? Uh, after sorry, midnight. There's no gremlins involved. Sorry, right. Not after midnight. No, before, before midnight. Sorry, okay. Did I say after midnight? Y- you said not before midnight. He's forcing them to what? Sorry. He's not forcing <laughs> anyone to do anything. <laughs> There's your title football, eh? There's, your, there's your pressing game. Come on, everybody. That's, to, that's not what we want to talk about. To go back to your uh, chat, Marcus, about Manchester City for the Champions League, I've, I always feel like contractually bound to say <laughs> that um, they started the season very, very well last, last year. Not like this. They won the first 10 games in a row. Not like this. Okay. No, I think they didn't they have, possibly have more points at this stage. Uh, uh, no, you should know that if you're going to bring that to the table, Jim. Did, I just, did they or not? I don't know. Here we go, see. I remember possibly in the last game that Guardiola himself made that case after the game. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. That rings a bell. Um, the injured Benjamin Mendy, he's having a great time as well. Yeah. He's out for a long time, and then he was posting videos and photos of him going in and out of surgery. And uh, he was absolutely loving the fact that the member of the hospital staff looked like Jesse Rodriguez. Yeah. But the way he was, he was almost like. Beam on his face. Going, going into the operation. I, I, I saw him with sunglasses in the. Uh, in the hospital bed, which I quite like. It's he's, nice to, he's, he's it is ex- bright in hospital, to be fair. Yeah. He's excellent on Twitter. He mm. really is very good. A lot of fun. There was mm. a journalist who, who got in touch, um, or, or not got in touch, but made it, so they, so they uh, or, or wrote a tweet about, uh, about his injury. And uh, <laughs> he was just saying to him, you are a journalist. Why are you tweeting like qualified doctor? <laughs> <laughs> not, not even I know what's wrong with me yet, lol. <laughs> it's, it's always a lull. Yeah, yeah. I mean, City's oh, lost his, his Twitter's game. And he I also hope he is on the Mendy soon. Yeah, yeah, me too. And he also spent the game just tweeting, live tweeting it, didn't he? Basically, did he? He really? was oh, fantastic. Bed, yeah. He'd be a great member of the, oh. on and off the pitch of, your, mean, of any squad. If you've ever been in hospital, you've got to pay a lot of money for those little tellies nowadays. I know you do. Kind of yeah. like you stick bloody coins in and the phone cards what? and all that nonsense. Even on the NHS, especially, Even on, especially, especially on, on the, the NHS, NHS. Yeah. of course, subsidised, mate. Yeah, but you surely you go private, don't you? When you're in there having your stuff done, your your minor mini cosmetic surgery, ones. So, yeah, exactly, I'm, yeah. I'm like uh, well, it's Harley Street. I'm getting oh, stuff yeah, right, pulled yeah. out or put in. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's actually where you've been the last couple of weeks, <laughs> isn't it? We, 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 we could cut to the cover story, but you are looking very well. I'm looking <laughs> fantastic. Your hair off. looks completely different. <laughs> he went off uh, on the stretch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so there we are. Um, yeah, of course, Sergio Aguero. He missed the match, as we said. He was involved in a car crash in the Netherlands. He was over there watching a concert by Colombian singer Malumba. Are we familiar with Malumba? No, I, this is the first I heard of this. Yeah, he describes himself as an urban performer. A bit like yourself, Peter. Yeah. Uh, but he did state, uh, unlike yourself, that on his last three albums there are ballads, mambo, uh, merengue and reggaeton and underground stuff. Hearing you say reggaeton is the <laughs> whitest thing I think I've ever heard <laughs> in my think, life. I think he's actually called Maluma, not Malumba. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So I, I, that's why, I think that's why I hadn't heard of him. Uh, is he Colombian? He is, yeah. Yeah, he's called Maluma, yeah. There we go. Look, look. What's wrong with me saying reggaeton? It's just the way you say it. I, d- I don't know. I just, I just want a bit more You pizzazz. say it then. Right, no. <laughs> God, no. What's wrong with you, Marcus? Yeah. Don't be disrespectful, Peter. <laughs> Stay within yourself, that's what Stay I say. You've been back 11 minutes. That's what I've been doing. I've been weeks. out to the clubs of Latin America before with the, with the old uh, reggaeton going on. <laughs> yeah. Fra- that, also frown- sounded, that also sounded really old. Frowned yeah. and it was- shook my head all the way through <laughs> yeah. it. Did you do any boggling? <laughs> Hello? Did it have to be so loud? <laughs> God, you must be freezing. <laughs> yeah. Even in this heat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hashtag travel. But, yeah. uh, um, Marcus, it, hashtag daggering. It, it, if Manchester City did win the league, will they celebrate at Gary Neville's new nightclub in Manchester called Mahiki? That's what I want to know. I, I hope so. That would be a very passive-aggressive move. 
Isn't that the Mahiki's the big one in it's London? Just, isn't it's just it? one yeah, from London that's yeah. opened a branch in Manchester. Yeah, I think I think Beckham and Neville might have uh, been the, behind the uh, the expansion. Well, Neville was. They were there on the opening <clears throat> night, of course, among <clears throat> other people. Oh, Beckham was just there. He was not involved. Well, in obviously, this. yeah. Yeah, mm. fair enough. Yeah, wearing a bit of denim. Yeah, drinking, as, as, drinking as a bit of Hague Club. He's always gone about that, isn't he? Oh yeah, hey, kind of like really unwieldy bottle. Yeah, blue. So like just, just put it in a glass, yeah. mate. It yeah. looks like a bottle of aftershave. It does, very much so. Yeah. Surely you want to get William Hague advertising that. <laughs> Big time. Big time. It's spelled differently, it. sadly, but that would yeah. be good. He'd drink eight yeah, pints of it, wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> With his baseball cap on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, of course, as for Chelsea, after the international break, they play Crystal Palace to get themselves back on the horse. It's always mm. nice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> always nice. Yeah, indeed. Crystal, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Roy Hodgson said, look... Let's just have a good old time, enjoy mm-hmm. ourselves yeah. as much as we can. After the Chelsea game, that's when our season starts. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, uh, he, mu- he must have done that because they were having a horrendous well, time of it. Yeah, he'll, he'll have what one game left till it's four and he gets sacked. I, I think he's already that, had four, hasn't he? He's already had them. Nice to see um, Ladapo get, uh, get a little run out. Yeah, against exactly. United. We were talking about it last week, weren't we? Indeed, he, was, yeah. he was he was the um, the subject of our Twitter audiogram, wasn't he? A little uh, Batman mask on. Him. <laughs> that's right. It's good to see him feature. Wonderful stuff. Are we done with Manchester City? There's an awful lot more we. Can, we can talk but about, you've already but given the league title, mate. There's nothing more to say. No, the yeah. Champions League and title. the Champions League, yeah. double, big Getting double, yeah, and the FA Cup. Why not? Yeah, the treble. <laughs> They're going on, on for the treble, unless Manchester United or Tottenham Hotspur can stop them because Spurs look brilliant against Huddersfield. We talked about them uh, on uh, the preview show last week. They went away in the Champions League. Kane scored a perfect hat-trick. Then to go away in the Premier League. So, to... Everyone's talking Spurs down at the moment, sort of saying, oh, they're not in the race. They're not in the... What are you talking about? They've gone under the radar a little bit, haven't they? Yeah. They, they, did, they, did, they managed to do that last season. It's because <laughs> of their home form in the league, Peter. Yeah. But yeah. away from home. When they put in performances like they did away at Huddersfield against a tricky opponent who have not conceded many goals this season, they were blisteringly good. And it wasn't just Kane that was blisteringly good as well, even though he, of course, was. Yeah. They weren't bullied. I, I think it was a performance of the weekend, actually. Not Man City. And we mentioned, no, I, th- I think, uh, well, yeah, of course, uh, fair enough. That, that, that would be the two that you would pick, I think. Yeah. Scott, Spurs scored three more goals than Man City. For very, I was about to say, for very different reasons, of course. I mean, you know, the challenge presented uh, to, to, to Man City was obviously slightly different. But I, I, thought, I thought they were every bit as good as City were when they beat Watford 6-0. I, I thought Spurs could have, could have easily scored six, especially given that Huddersfield um, haven't looked too bad, especially mm. at home. They, they mm-hmm. look quite, quite well organised robust um, as well like people they, they do kick the crap out of it that's kind of their game plan it was their game plan of the championship and, and they will get found out eventually but they're, they're really hard to break down was that the finding out were, were, Newcastle, mm. were Newcastle on the end of one then last season against Huddersfield yeah well, they, okay, right. well then Huddersfield beat them at home 1-0 this season mm. didn't they mm. uh, but Jim you've been impressed well we've all been impressed by Harry Kane obviously but you were saying something um, just before we came on that he's, he's found another level yeah I think he, even if you look at the sort of the incredible season he had last year it does look like he stepped up again because People are starting to sort of say like he's in the bracket with you know your Messi's and your Suarez's and things like that. And if you you know if you look at that second goal that he scored, the the pattern of play there is it, it, that's a goal we've seen Lionel Messi score a million times. You know yeah. that sort of cutting in, shuffling around three or four players, then yeah. angling a shot in. And players at that level where they're really really at the top, they they think a few moves ahead of other players. And mm. I sort of almost compare it to like Sherlock Holmes's mind palace. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, where they've, yeah. they've got there's so many different options. And as we say about him all the time, he can score every every different type of goal. So you know, I know it's early in the season, but you'd expect him to have some some pretty stellar sort of reward from from his effort this year. Even even the offside goal, I know that doesn't count, but the <laughs> technique on that yeah. was ridiculous. Does does kind of his charisma? off the field kind of affect the way that we l- look at him on the field. Well, that's a really interesting because point. Because he, uh, he is as thick as big shit. And Peter! I'm just well, saying, if he spoke in a foreign language, 
we wouldn't know. Oh, I, don't, so I don't know if that. There was that's there was there was a really there just because you speak in a foreign language. <laughs> there was a really um, I, I've personally found a really interesting point about I don't know it might have been about ten years ago now. Um, possibly not that long ago, but when people were mentioning, if you guys remember, Wayne Rooney yeah. in, in the same sort of category as Messi and Ronaldo around that sort of time. Mm. Do you remember that was happening? Yeah, yeah. But just before that, a few people I read at the time were saying that Wayne Rooney's actually quite underrated because he's not, uh, you wouldn't want to use his face on a traditional sort of modelling campaign. He's not mm-hmm. that handsome. He's quite a sort of rugged looking guy. Yes. Um, and so is and he, he was underrated? Balding at the time, remember? Exactly. Is, is he underrated for that reason? It's a fascinating point about Kane as well because you wonder whether if he was a little bit more urbane, a little bit more sort of impressive, people mm. would, would, would ramp him up even higher. Well, they sort of go, oh, well, there's some thought behind this instead of just being an instinctual. For, for example, Pete, what do you think's in Harry Kane's mind palace? <laughs> I imagine uh, it's all IKEA furniture, it's just goals. Yeah. Just, uh, and, and furniture. Just yeah. Furniture from the first bit of the IKEA store. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do. That'll do. All in there. You know what? Not a I, palace as so much not as like a showroom. <laughs> showroom. Yeah. I must say about Kane though, seeing him interview quite often. He, he, you know, interviewers still sort of react with surprise. Like they're talking to him like this is his breakthrough season. Going, oh, it must be brilliant doing all this. And he he, he toes the line a lot, but says things like, oh, you know, I always back myself to score. I'm always confident, and that actually radiates. And you're seeing him really emerge as, as a proper leader for Spurs. And I think that will happen for for England as well. And I think you know, I think he comes across very well. He's just, I think he he's does, just yeah. doing the basics very well in an interview. He comes because, across you know, as very down to earth. He's like, just he's taking his media training in. You know, totally. Mm. I, th- I think that the point you make about Wayne Rooney is fine, I, but I actually think what you're saying, Peter, because he's quite unassuming and down to earth and not very, uh, I suppose. He's not, yes. big, he's not a big time Charlie, is he? No, he's no. not. I think that actually helps. I think yeah. that helps what, how we're talking about Kane and so mm. on and so forth because people think, oh, he's a good old-fashioned English centre-forward in, in, in that kind of down-to-earth when there wasn't so much a divide between fans and players. Yeah. Now, make what you will of that. But actually, I think in this particular occasion, it's now beginning to go in his favour, whereas maybe a year or two ago, it wasn't. But I heard you talk about Deli Ali last week, I think it was, uh, talking about... About brand Deli Ali, yes. yeah, and how um, he might deserve a, a little bit of time on the bench because he is growing that brand and he has become a little bit of a, mm-hmm. a, a for want of a better word or better um, three words, uh, big time Charlie. Um, is that a kind of complete mirror image of that? Because Deli Ali is is a little bit more interesting in, in 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 interviews. He's interviewed quite a lot. He is quite commercially viable. Yeah, but it's what he's been doing on the pitch though, the, the middle finger, yeah. which has got him in trouble. Uh, well, exactly, that's England. charisma, isn't it? <laughs> just swearing at people yeah. it's charisma he's going to be Robin Friday you, you, see, you see a block on a bus doing that to everybody you're like charismatic yeah. give that man what a, a chat show give yeah. that man a chat show <laughs> he knows where it's at exactly I yeah. think that is how Ian Wright got his chat show isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> swearing at a producer yeah. Um, but yeah I, I think with Deli Ali and Kane that could be an interesting comparison in a few years time yeah. you know if Kane if, if there's certain things happening off the field you know we, obviously we can't speculate and whatnot. but if, if Kane is, his head is turned in a and negative way then for, then. Could we be looking at those two and thinking actually Kane knuckled down and from, from memory though I think I, I wasn't I think it was me who was talking about Deliad and I wasn't necessarily talking about him having some time on the bench because of this stuff off the pitch no but it, he's oh, bro- right, okay, I think right. he's broken with his agent and there's a lot of other agents <laughs> sniffing around I mean there may be an update on that situation that I haven't seen but what I was talking about was he was going through a, a, a patch of sort of quite indifferent form mm-hmm. and so 
it wouldn't necessarily be. I mean, given the fact that I think the guy's still only twenty-one years old, it wouldn't be like the worst thing in the no, world. No, I'm, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm not saying benching a player because he's got you know an aftershave deal or something. No, <laughs> but I tell you whether what, whether it's like a whiskey bottle or not. No. But even if Deli Ali was taken out that Spurs side for for a little time or not, Spurs the way they're all playing in that performance against Huddersfield is very encouraging indeed. Yeah, well, for Spurs I mean, fans. if you look at the fact that they're missing Dembele and Wanyama, who are you know, know ostensibly yeah. their first choice midfielders, they're not really missed them. But Harry they Winks, look so dynamic. Harry Winks comes in, puts in a performance like that. Yeah, wonderful passer of the ball. And, and as we said last week, Poch getting the, uh, Pochettino getting a proper sort of performance out of, of Sissoko and finding a way to use his... Oh, Sissoko scored! Yes. What a no. screamer! Well, that one yeah. beat her! <laughs> I'll take it. It's a beauty. <laughs> Harry Winks is definitely the next in a long line of English midfielders that look after the ball to probably get about eight England caps his whole career. Yeah. That many, do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he, just mean, won't be, that, he just won't be yeah, appreciated. Is, is that what England really need, Luke? What, a player no. who looks after... No! No, no. You we don't get, want that. Get rid of it. <laughs> the problem is, Harry, you're making the right decision all the time. Yeah. Harry, if you hold on to it, you may mess it up and then, yeah. then no, goodness no, is kick what? it into touch. Yeah. If you hold on to this ball too much... And, and, and How's really, it going to get up there? And lend it out to your mate and get it back. We might not even be in a position to get penalties and, get, and, you, and, for, you to, and for you to miss one. <laughs> um, um, can, yes, can we just take a moment to appreciate, uh, I mean, we don't want to talk about diving because it comes up all the time, but I love so much that Deli Ali's dive was when they were three and a half cruising. Just like, and he had a chance to maybe square it or do something. Yeah. The boy of the one, I thought when he, by the time he had dived, he was just like, ah, oh, this ball's gone. I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. I don't know. The fullbacks as well, though. As soon as uh, Spurs, they, they sell Carl Walker and obviously Rose isn't there the next two coming forward Pochettino is getting performances out of them Trippier looked good looked and obviously fantastic. Davis was among Davis the has looked fantastic mm. I mean you, you thought you wonder whether he had the legs and the pace to sort of replicate what Rose has done but he's done brilliantly um, recently and obviously Oreo's got to come back as well and he, yeah. he looks all energy and looks Davis's really good Davis' goal was filth yeah, it was great. It was great. It really was good. <laughs> uh, indeed. Are we ready to move on to Stoke City, where there was a tale of two strikers? Mm. Poor, poor old Sido. Berahino and Crouchy. Yeah. yeah. Berahino missed his fourth uh, consecutive penalty and has gone bloody ages without scoring. Yeah. No you, goals. You know what? Since so, February 2016, Jim. That works out. It's 31 hours, 48 minutes. Let's think about that. That's roughly the length of Narcos. Yeah. <laughs> the whole of Narcos, yeah. I think 31 hours... I, I think I've gone shorter uh, with, without scoring a goal. Really? Simply because I have 10 minutes here and 10 minutes there. Yeah, I mean, right. you could have chosen another <laughs> programme, perhaps, when we're talking about Berahino, couldn't you, Jim? It was, it was, <laughs> <laughs> different yeah, drug markers. Different drug it, all, the, all the same. It would only take, it would against only, the law. <laughs> it would only take, Pete, about a century of yeah. years to, to, to notch up that amount of football, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. All of us now, these days, would no. take me. But yeah, he hasn't scored a single goal for Stoke City, is that right? Mm. So you'd like to think, I mean, what, what, and I think he's made 17 Premier League appearances for, for Stoke. Mm. So you'd like to think, if someone who is like a moderately okay sort of semi-pro player, if you chuck them up front for a Premier League team, would, would they get a goal? Would they get yeah. a goal at some point? Sido's <laughs> yeah. under the pressure, and rightly so. He is, yeah. Well, it's, maybe because Crouch is next to him, you know, big shoes to fill, literally, if, if not anything. Crouch at 36 already has three this season. He's absolutely loving it. He, yeah. he tweeted afterwards, enjoyable. <laughs> did, he, is that, did he really? Apparently. It's great stuff. <laughs> That's oh. what I saw his tweet. I assume it was after. Or he, during the game, maybe. <laughs> he whipped it out of his pocket. He could go on and on. He's just Will he ever retire? You know, Will you know, he ever retire? The thing with Crouch, though, he's such a unique player that he's, you know, he's never been about pace. He's always going to have suitors because <laughs> he brings such a unique dimension. Like, joking aside, he, he could be like a Carnu figure and just, he, just go on and on and on. Well into his... 
50s? He's, he's, um, he's also in a situation in his career where he's 36 now. He, doesn't, he's, he seems like a pretty down-to-earth, reasonable guy. He doesn't expect to start every game. Yep. He's probably just loving the fact that he's still got a Premier League team. Yep. So when he comes on, he enjoys his football and he's got a knack for scoring a goal. He, he's pretty much had a knack for scoring a goal his whole career, really. Yeah. Well, he's not been prolific everywhere, but he's, he, gets, he always gets one or two. He does. When he was interviewed by Karolinica on Match of the Day and he was saying, you know, do you, are you happy with this bit part you're playing on the bench? And he said, well, obviously I want to start games. I know I'm this old and blah, blah, blah. You could see in his mind he was that close to saying, yeah, I'm absolutely loving it. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that wouldn't be the professional thing to do. I'm, I'm off to a Miles Cairn concert <laughs> yeah. Hosted by Pete Donaldson. Hosted by problem, me. Starting games does get in the way of my, uh, my fledgling radio career. So, uh, <laughs> I'm happy as I am at the moment. Oh, good old Crouchy. Um, we are going to talk about Newcastle and yeah, Everton. Oh, what? After this. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. I better go to the cash point and get some money, if I've got any money left. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Before we do that, it's correspondence time with Don Peter. Yes, Don Peter, very, uh, not hungover, what do you call it, jet-lagged. Yeah. Can you, so re- can you actually see, read? I don't know, to okay. be honest. Let's, let's, let's find out. Let's find out, shall we? Uh, this is from Embarrassed Geordie Ewan. You guys have been talking uh, about um, embarrassing half-time presentations. I think I was there for that particular ramble. Um, I thank myself that my beloved Newcastle United never had one. I mean, what I would say is we did have that play. Uh, Newcastle United did yeah. have that pen. No, but it wasn't on the pitch. We no. were doing it. I'm not. Listen, I am not having this. I'm not an expert <laughs> yeah. on this situation, on this subject. But let me tell you now, 
I would be very, very surprised to say the least mm. if Newcastle United and all their Premier League history mm. haven't unveiled someone ridiculous at half time. Oh, of course yeah. it will. Of course, of course. But anyway, um, uh, of course, after be you know uh, thanking himself that his beloved Newcastle United had never had one, or, or, or at least since he's knows, been attending. Yeah. Um, of course, at the very next home game this weekend's match against Liverpool, there was an embarrassing half-time presentation with it being fresh as week, and this uh, Newcastle being a two-university city, there are rather a large amount of uh, students in the city. Mike Ashley decided it was a good idea to have students from around the world who are attending the city's higher education establishments to partake in a penalty shootout. I don't think Mike Ashley was involved in the genesis no. of this idea, surely. He probably doesn't know what a university is. Oh, there were representatives hmm. from countries such as Vietnam, Nigeria, Ghana and Senegal. I couldn't quite make out what flag at which was. Um, this being Newcastle, things went quickly wrong. An Indian chap decided to take shots from the behind the main group. <laughs> we, we booed a German competitor. Classy. Oh my goodness. And then uh, the man who presents the half-time entertainment began encouraging the fans to chant, get him off at the students. Oh, Jesus. It was a truly shambolic display. You should be so, embarrassed, Ewan, and I'm pleased you are. So thank you, embarrassed Jordy Ewan. We won't shoot the messenger on this occasion. Though. Yeah, was, uh, it, was the dizzy stick involved? <laughs> I don't know. That, but, is, a fat, that is maybe a Fratton that, Park special. Yeah, maybe the Indian guy had just hit Freshers Week massively, like had just been <laughs> drunk out of his mind. The, Where's the goal? I'm having a crack. The, you'd imagine. <laughs> I tell you what, going on the piss with Mike Ashley, you'd imagine you'd have to do the dizzy stick before going to the bar. Yeah, <laughs> and obviously right by the fireplace. Exactly. If you yeah. feel sick, into the fireplace. Oh, the Perilous. way the way Ports were played at the weekend, they don't deserve anything after that. Like <laughs> uh, Gareth Stobart says uh, celebrity unveilings at half time. Yeah. Uh, at Lewis FC, we had Arthur Brown, the old fire-loving musician. That's Lewis, I think. Yeah. Oh, Lewis, sorry. L-E-W-E-S, Lewis, right. yeah. It's, it's around London somewhere, is that? No, no it's, it's near, near Brighton. Brighton. Yeah. It has yeah. the highest concentration of pagans in the UK. There you go. Didn't That's why that. Arthur Didn't Brown was there, then. The yeah, crazy world of Arthur yeah. Brown. Ah. Was he a pagan? Might, well, he looked like one. He had a lot of had he fire, had fire in his head. head. He, <laughs> he'd be welcome there. <laughs> yeah, had fire in his head. But he said he came on the pitch in his old outfit and duly set fire to himself. This must This must this must have been this must have been something for the many kids that get in for free to basically see to basically see a pensioner setting himself on fire. When there is nothing left to burn, you must set yourself on fire. As a man once said, what they must have thought was you know going who, on. You know self-immolation. You know who Arthur Brown is, Marcus, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. fire. I'll teach you to burn. It's a banging track, that, isn't it? I mean, it's, 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 it's funny that he's had a career as long as he has, yeah. given that his unique selling point is literally setting himself on fire. Yeah. Uh, I hope he never does. And I hope he never tries to set himself on fire when he's around Kevin Keegan. Well, no, well, we all know what would happen. What, what, there? what the fire would just suck off of him. <laughs> Oh, Terry McDermott, a lot of hairspray. So uh, hello to uh, Michael as well. He says Sugar Ray Leonard uh, at Ooh, a, uh, a Sunderland match. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big celebrity at a, Bo- at a big club. Uh, yeah, that's, it, that's very good. American boxers particularly have got a great, they do a great line in being unveiled in whatever football team of the town they're, they're fighting in. Yeah. And they always wear the shirt. So <laughs> th- th- you'll see, if you're not careful, you'll probably see American boxers who support about eight different clubs. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> a lot of shouts. I mean, our inbox was full of uh, the weekends going on with, uh, with Odin, Callum, Sean and Aberdeen and about a million other people. Uh, Coolio at Selic Park. I think we yeah. all saw that. Well, I was about we? to say, I saw once when I was in uh, the Netherlands, I happened to be there when the... He's kind of like what would it be called? Like the European. Uh, well, when Aguero broke his arm, you were there. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was driving. Oh, an you Uber. mean the European Football League of, of uh, NFL like top team? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. and right. uh, my mates and I, we thought, oh, why not? Hey, we're, we're here. We might as well go along. And at halftime, Coolio did the uh, did the performance. Did he? What was the story behind Coolio at Celtic Park? I then? think he's friends with whoever he was in. Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, Brothers. definitely. Whoever he was with, celebrity. He was Bren- celebrity Brendan Rodgers. He was in Celebrity <laughs> Big Brother with a footballer who I think played for Celtic. So I think right. he became friends. I never saw and him. for 
some reason he uh, well appeared at um, at halftime at Celtic Park uh, to to Gangsters Paradise. Obviously, he belted out on the on the well, old, uh, on the old pier. It could well be that he's just involved in a local boxing match. <laughs> well, he, well, he was wearing yeah. he was wearing a cap. Uh, Coolio's gone full. Um, bald eagle Jim Smith right okay but he, he, he refuses to let go of those tight little dreads he's yeah. refusing to let go there's sort of these weird kind of trees coming out a bit out like Toribo West yes yeah. yes yeah. okay yeah. right All right, him, well, more power to his elbow listen yeah. when it comes to Coolio it's better to be a one hit wonder than a no hit wonder mm-hmm. quite uh, one email that, the, that you guys seem to want me to, to read out on the whatsapp group Simon uh, saw me in Tokyo Airport the week before last. Apparently, I was just by myself in a deserted part of the terminal. Well, what Simon actually emailed with, and <laughs> why you, don't you know that? And good, on for, good, good, good for you to be fair for actually reading this out. Right, I'll, so I'll, enthusiastically yeah, as well. <laughs> I mean, for the record, we would have stitched you up with it anyway. Yeah, but okay. um, the Simon emailed in saying he saw you at an airport in Japan. I don't know which one. Not important. And he said it Narita, was the it, better one. It was either. Oh, no, it wasn't. Was it Narita? Pete. Oh, okay, right. Okay. Peter. Not, not Nobody important. cares. Um, I've just figured out when, why I was there. Okay, so. right. Well, but you can tell us this at the end. Okay. I'll, I'll need to tell the listeners right. what, what we're actually talking about. Um, you were there an hour after the last flight to the UK left mm. and five hours or six hours before the next one. So what were you even doing there? What was Simon doing there? Well, it's not a problem. He's, well, not, he's yeah. not on the show. Simon, Simon works there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I was uh, picking up some friends. So there we there go. There we go. Simon's a pilot. You leave him out of this. <laughs> <laughs> He's got every right to be there. And by friends, I mean big cans of aviation fuel, oh, okay. <laughs> which oh, fuels me. Didn't you take a load of cans of Magnus cider over to Japan? <laughs> I yeah. did, yeah. How did they go down? Yeah. Right. Chris, Chris Broad, a popular uh, Japanese-based YouTuber, can't get, for love nor money, uh, Magnus ciders. And we were staying in a hotel. And the hotelier, he said, bring five cans down and we'll drink them in the hotel bar, basically, which is mm. weird. Um, but the manager of the hotel thought it was a gift for him. And so he right. took them. Oh, no. All <laughs> oh, right. So you can and get them so, back. Well I, could, well, I couldn't really ask for them back. They were actually for Chris, but... So, so he so never got his... You could his have He got though. half the side. He oh. got... He got. I brought 10 cans over. And um, before I do highlights of the week, you're 36-year-old and you're hanging out with YouTubers in Japan. You should, you're embarrassment love. Um, <laughs> you, and your, you and your Chris Broads. <laughs> highlights of the weekend. You want some? <laughs> yeah, go on. Let's do some before we... <laughs> James Tortoise. I had an innocent ready, but I'll, I'll just leave it. Uh, we can do it in a minute. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, James Tortoise, regular um, contributor to, to the Ramboy, says... Uh, my highlight is Ricky Lambert celebrate yeah, calling it a day. Yeah. 235 games, 117 goals, 100% Premier League penalty record. <laughs> you can't argue with that. You can't, no, what really I love can't. about this is as soon as Ricky Lambert's been linked to Crystal Palace, I'll retire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. No way am I doing that. Talk to Big Sam, he doesn't fancy it either. Do you know what? It was, uh, I, I just obviously saw Ricky Lambert retired and then had a little glance back over his career. Incredible. Scored some great goals. Yeah, scored with his first touch for England when he came on and against co- Scotland. Absolutely. And his career was a real fairy tale career. Yes, mm. I mean the famous bit of commentary, isn't it? That he was working at a beetroot jar factory ten years ago, or whatever, and he scored mm. for it. And when he scored for it, his first goal for England. Yeah, um, and he and he really rose through the ranks at the age of about I don't know whatever age he was. Thirty-one, 30, I think he got his first England. But he got a big move to Liverpool as well. Yeah. Didn't he? It was he, a dream he, move yeah. to yeah. Liverpool, yeah. As well. which was amazing. And uh, I forgot that he did play for <laughs> England at a World Cup, and it was only a few minutes on a substitute appearance. And that no one can take that away from him, can no they? One can, but we were a big fan of the Ramble. I remember sort of go on, come on, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Definitely, of course. You've got to get behind someone like Ricky that. Ricky Lambert celebrate. Um, 
Andrew Robertson mentioned speaking of Crystal Palace. He said, "My highlight of the week is Crystal Palace's goal of the month com- month competition." Have you seen this? <laughs> no. So basically, Crystal Palace. I don't know if it's a fan run thing or the actual club. I mean, presumably it was a fan run thing. Although I would give the club huge credit. Their goal of the month competition. <laughs> they ran Bakary Sacco's goal in the League Cup five times. I'm loving that. Did they have the lightning seeds music on the top of it? Yeah, I mean, they Carl um, McKenna, curse of the ramble striking again is Sheffield United being beaten at Forest despite an excellent performance. Cheers, Luke, you shit. For those who, <laughs> who don't remember, I was big in Sheffield United up last week and they they, they lost. It started off so well. I think they went uh, not only did they well. lose, Sheffield Wednesday won as well. Exactly, against Leeds. Mm. Um, this is a good one. I, I thought I'd end with this one from Tom Crosby. My highlight of the week was being forced to abandon a game of five-a-side here in Wuhan, China, after a pitch invasion by hundreds of 18-year-olds. They were on some sort of compulsory and half-assed military training. We kept losing the ball in the middle of their ranks, um, and this was not pleasing to the square-headed PT instructors one bit, so the match was abandoned. I've lived abroad a while and have had games disrupted by cows in India, drunk businessmen in South Korea, and once by a low-flying Sea King helicopter back in East Yorkshire. I'm really curious to know how comprehensively some other Ramble listeners can outshine these stories of football disruptions. So if you've had a football mm. game disrupted or abandoned for a, um, for a ridiculous reason, mm. and do provide evidence if you can, yeah, yeah. Um, then let us know at showatthefootballramble.com, because oh, I think that's a nice little thread. There. I've got that's one. Um, a boy hitting um, the manager's windscreen with... Uh, his um, radio um, antenna just whipping it why and, what during uh, the game yeah during the game what so the, the antenna on the car and ch- yeah and we just chased the kid away but why would that abandon the game because well, we, we ran out the time because we ran out of time in the booking that we had and wow, this is this is it's not to do with this at all it's a lot to unpack there Pete. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well I play football in, in roguish places where people just whip the hell out of people's well, there was actually a pitch near where I grew up playing with a um, what do you call it like an electric power line running over it so sometimes <laughs> the ball would hit it if the goalkeeper kicked it out the ball would hit yeah. it when it got right. it didn't really make a noise it just sort of hit the floor and mm. hit the sparks floor. Floor out. No, yeah. <laughs> we, we played on a flyer a few times didn't we where it would bounce off of the underside of the road yeah, there, there's that? a lot of footballing that's the west, the west way, way. Yeah. that's in London that's in yeah. London but it's, it's just enjoyable yeah. Yeah. one yeah, two is, yeah. with a motorway Paul Robinson did that with the screen in the World Cup 2006 he was aiming for it though clearly wasn't he he's going I'm going to hit that well fair enough yeah, if you can do it, yeah. do it. There was there was talk, and I can't remember exactly where this was, and it wasn't the game I was involved with, but I think it might have been near where I grew up. There was a guy in the Sunday League game who was sent off, and he got so angry, got in his car and drove onto the pitch, trying to <laughs> try get the referee. <laughs> so, get the, that wow. sort of stuff. That sort of stuff would be good. Let's hear from. Let's hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I just I just noticed a final email from Joe Walsh in oh. Davidson, uh, US. I'm not sure where Davidson is, but uh, he just says, uh, "Have you got any um, football book recommendations? Where were you in October?" Yeah, Joe? that's what mm. I would say. Oh, Johnny, come where lately. were you in October? Johnny, come lately. The football ramble book, Joe, obviously, mate. Yeah, available from all um, moderate booksellers. Mm. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, we move on to uh, St James's Park, where Rafael Benitez was given a wonderful message of support from the Newcastle faithful during the Rafa Derby. Mm. between Newcastle and Liverpool of course the message read we follow you everywhere which is, I mean, it depends where he goes of course um, we'll always have you back that's more like it mm. um, for all the lies we will never doubt you we are with you 
Uh, this was a quote from, uh, I think fans said this to Rafa Benitez when he was in charge of Valencia. Um, but Jamie Carragher early in the week said to the Geordies, enjoy Rafa while you can. Well, it looks like they are, Jim. Yeah, very much so. And you know what? It makes such a difference to Newcastle. I'm sure you'll agree with this, Pete. The that flags. When the, the Gallagher the, flags. Yeah, the flags. No, when you can tell they love the team again. You can tell they're not frustrated by them. They're not angry with them. And I know, obviously, there's this, this stress around you know the, the thought that Rafa isn't uh, going to be around for much longer because he's not getting what he wants. But you can really feel it. There's a real sort of energy behind well, Newcastle. It's just, it's just rare to sort of have a, have a manager who seems to have um, some level of competency. Well, exactly. Have, but were they massive brain problems? But were they? Ma- were they? <laughs> but were they angry with the team? Do you think? Was it, because they're clearly angry with the owner. It, well, t- there's times where I think that's translated into the team, and you know they, they, they will go together. You know they're, they're angry with the owner because the team aren't performing. You know, I, I, th- I think the, the performance at the end of the day against Liverpool was kind of uh, important simply because the, it, <coughs> it, it was a system. Uh, they seemed to react to the opposition. You know, the Liverpool enjoyed to, to to hit them on the break and stuff, so they just camped out in their in, in their uh, in yard box. So it was just nice to see them look at. The opposition and go right. This is how we're going to play, and it kind of worked. Well, to keep Liverpool at bay. Who I mean, were, I mean, were, Liverpool missed about a million chances. They did. That, yeah, that they... was that was something that definitely happened. <laughs> well, but but it was a good it. point though for Newcastle. I mean, Coutinho scored a wonderful goal, <laughs> oh, and for Liverpool fans, absolutely. it's encouraging that he's a, he's a red again. Very much so. You know, with those and, goals. And all, all this is is set against the backdrop of, of a possible takeover for Newcastle, isn't it? Well, it's like dream team because they kept on sh- having shots of uh, yeah. of the broker or the or the perceived so, broker. It's Amanda Stavely. She was involved in the Man City takeover mm. and I think she was involved in the failed Liverpool takeover as well is that she's, right she's, a, she's, a, she's an intermediary for a lot of uh, Middle Eastern uh, well, the, imagine men. announcing that right on like a Tuesday afternoon that Mike Ashley is gone like th- the big market would be a state it would be on You'd for be fire the weekend remember when I phoned you when Alan Shearer took the, took the reins at Newcastle 4am yeah, All right. yeah. weekday All right. you would hear about that and then wake up like three days later in the stadium <laughs> that, that, um, that, that's, that's almost an FA the weekend final would start on, a Tuesday, on the Tuesday afternoon <laughs> that we in, take the rest of the week off yeah. that incident that Pete did, said um, then when he called me at four in the morning when Alan Shearer took the job mm. really happy with himself um, that was the straw that broke the camel's back for me and from then on from that moment forward I've always Scream. had my phone on do not disturb at night <laughs> <laughs> didn't mention Ian Dowie as an assistant though that's no that's the main thing that but, but it will it will be uh, curious to watch developments over the next week week or two to see what happens there because the the, 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 the big problem at Newcastle has always been the unpopularity of the ownership mm. and if they can square that away and perhaps fast forward to January and give Benitez what he wants I mean Newcastle could be a force in the Premier League I'll say that with, with reticence because I know it can more well, look at the money wrong. That, look at the money that Everton have, uh, have spent this this. That's story. gone brilliantly. It's going incredibly well. But <laughs> but imagine that. Yeah, but John had a lovely through ball, didn't he? John did. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's capable t- of that. L- Talking Liverpool, about those yeah, who, Liverpool... who ran the club, of course, your tributes for, for Freddie Shepherd came in. Yeah. Um, the man who brought Alan Shearer to the club. Sadly, he brought died a lot recently. of players to the club, and he tried to bring like everybody else mm. from Baggio to Rivaldo to. Uh, uh, I think NUFC.com sort of summed it up best. Like we had a lot of disagreements with how he ran the club, but. It certainly was never dull. Dumb, and he, yeah, and he yeah. certainly put money in. But going back to John Joe Shelford, oh, he was on fine form. Well, he was, he on fine was form. On Liverpool fine gave form. him a lot of um, space and time. They which, found it. Well, yeah, but I, don't take that away from him. Gave him a lot of space and time, which I thought was weirdly disrespectful to a player who can spray balls around like nobody's business. His t- the technique <laughs> of his passing when he when he sprays the oh. ball around is is an absolute delight. But, uh, Danny Murphy was full of praise and saying, you know, he should get another England call up if he continues to put in performances like that and not do anything stupid. He's just come off a suspension for doing something stupid. Yeah. So, well, that's it's why clearly he no, he but can't do that. Isn't this the perfect? 
time to not do that again, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of England, former Newcastle manager Alan Pardew, writing in his column in the Mail, wrote, it is World Cup year. It isn't, Alan, but I know what you mean. Um, I am getting excited about how promising the England team could look. The strikers in particular are bang in form. With Harry Kane playing like that, you can't argue with old Pardew. He's getting the same World Cup fever that I am, ladies and gentlemen, quite frankly. And with Shelby now in that side, knocking the balls long... My giddy up. Can, can we get him a jab? <laughs> can, I, can I also just say that Shelby's not in the squad? So no. he's not, he's not going to be doing, no, no, he's not be doing that just moment. yet. I mean, you no. saw that performance, though. I, I thought Shooting it, from corners? I thought it was fine. I didn't think, he was, I didn't think he was... I mean, it was a great mm. through ball for, the, for a, a pretty um, a pretty important goal. It was a lovely ball. Uh, Ramble favourite Hosselou. Yeah, which Hosselou did his best to... Dispatch sort of beautifully. Yeah. Desecrate. But <laughs> Liverpool's defence stepped up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's, he's a great target man, but he doesn't do much else. Who's a great me. target man? Hosselu. He's, he's, got, he's got a bit of presence to him. Hosselu. he hold the ball up. Hosselu threw on he... goal, one-on-one, managed to turn that into Joel Massett making a brilliant challenge, but then he still scored again. <laughs> it, was, it was the most difficult passage of play to keep up with. Yeah. What, what's happening here? Matip did it, in, in terms of recovery, did everything right. Yeah. yeah. It was so unlucky. Yeah. Because, because if, with Liverpool, without getting too boring, Liverpool pushed up really high mm. and tried to squeeze the play, and then... It was great for, for, for John Joe Shelby to be able to find that space, to be able to break that pressure off the ball. Mm-hmm. He, he just, there was one moment where they weren't pressuring him when he had the ball, and he played that through ball, which meant Liverpool were going to get caught out because they pushed so high up. Um, but it just seemed but, to be the two defenders didn't know whose ball it was, you know, so they were kind of like... But, but Hosselu still managed to conspire <laughs> to let Matip do a brilliant piece of defending. Yeah. He was just really unlucky, <laughs> well, which is the way Liverpool are going. All joking aside with John Joe Shelby, if you have a player like that in your side <laughs> who can play beautiful long passes like that, then the, the problem is for, for a team that is um, a superior side playing against you, who like to push and squeeze you into your own half or final third? Even it's always a threat with yeah. with Shelby I, because I he can know. he can get an out ball. I just don't know how he's got so much time. I, so I said this, he, at, the, at the back end of the championship, he was having a lovely time in the championship. He was playing some beautiful balls, but I said he's not going to get that time. He's not going to get that space in the Premier League. But he has. Yeah, but he this can season. find it. A li- you have to give him an ounce of credit. Yes, he may. The, 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 the Liverpool side may have not tracked him as, as much as they could but he also there is a skill in finding space and I think mm. if Shelby if he picks up the ball and you have a bit of pace on the break um, then, as, then as soon as teams you start always... marking him out the game though I just think he's just going to be he, he's going to be set as to requirements be, for me it might be something to do with the fact that Liverpool um, have a lot of forward thinking players mm. and so they, they don't necessarily, well, we'll, they're not we'll the see. best in discipline when it comes to protecting the back four and all that which is part they, of their they, problem but they like they to press pre- though yeah they, yeah, they press the defence but they don't necessarily press the middle of the park maybe I don't know I'm just trying to get excited for one of your players Peter <laughs> Well, I'm trying to dispel yeah, this such is, notions. This is your World Cup fever talking. Yeah, <laughs> you got you, you got Pardew Daily Mail column fever, mate. Get him on the plane. Uh, Pardew, no way. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> He'll be out there. He's a pundit now. He'll yeah. be involved. Um, one of the reasons why I think Liverpool won't win the league is because them drawing at Newcastle isn't that an eye isn't an eye catching result. No, it's not a huge. Surprise, no, it's not surprising. No, I, I think part of the problem as well is you were saying recently, Luke, that you feel this defensive issue, um, and obviously they were they were unlucky with the situation of the goal. Is is probably what's going to do for Klopp. But you think, I mean, where Liverpool are at the moment, they have to they have to be looking at regularly being in the Champions League. And if you look at Spurs, City, Chelsea, and Man United, they just look better than. Liverpool, and you, you think you think if they don't qualify for, for the Champions League this season, this, that could be what does for Klopp. Yeah, I, I, heard, yeah. I, heard, I heard today that they're doing an awful lot of work train, on the training ground with set pieces. Liverpool, because I, I think only Leicester have conceded more goals from set pieces mm. so 
far this season. Um, and I've, I've heard that Liverpool are trying to put that to bed and sort it out. Yeah. Um, but if, if that's the case and, and, and Klopp just feels like he hasn't got good enough defenders to deal with that sort of stuff or a good enough overall team defensive unit... And you wonder why they didn't sort of bring anyone in. You know, I know they tried to, but they didn't manage to do so. Well, the club's under an ounce of pressure, but another man in the city of Liverpool who's under a little bit more pressure, you could say, is Ronald Koeman. Um, a bad result against Burnley, of course, at home. Great win for Burnley, though. My goodness, they're, they're going well. Koeman said he was not unhappy with his team's attitude. Mm. Now, if you look at their results, and you, look, you pointed that, this out before we came live. We're well, not live. The mics went on. Um, this is the only game, really, that, that Everton can legitimately say in the league that they should have had a much better result. They should have won the game. It could, well, their they, performance against Spurs was really poor, man. Spurs are a good team. The manner of one or two of their performances is to be questioned, but Spurs are a better side than Everton. They've had a tough run of fixtures. They've got a lot of injuries, um, and they've had a lot of new players to, to, sort, of, um, to sort, of, sort of bed in, I suppose. The, the, only, the only thing I would say about the Burnley game is that Burnley are always going to play a certain way and they're very good at it. And I, and I think this game was perfect as an example of what of the of the problems with the profile of player that Everton have signed. Uh, Calvert-Lewin aside, who, who, who looked decent and looked, um, who looked sharp and quick and all the rest of it, they, they were so narrow. Like we've, Marcus, you've said this a couple of weeks running now. They're, they're so narrow. And, and the way to beat a team like Burnley when they set up like that is to drag the play back and mm. forward, try and drag them out of position, switch the play over and over again. And Everton were just so narrow, mm. they weren't able to, 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 to penetrate in any way. Um, so it did play into Burnley's hands a little bit. But they have had a difficult run, um, Everton, in terms of fixtures. They're getting used to European football as well, don't forget. So I wonder whether the, the, the Koeman pressure is a little bit more pronounced than, than perhaps it is in reality in terms of the media coverage of it and also the chairman did come out today and said no no this is not happening and, and we, are, we are supporting him yeah and, and chairman's words are always to be trusted well, no I, th- I think in this case I think in this case though I think he, he does he does back him in this case I'll, 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 listen it'll be hilarious when he gets fired in about two hours <laughs> <laughs> no I do agree with you Jimmy yeah, you say I, I think well it's, it, again it's, it's not a surprising result is it Everton did play well but I think opposition managers are going to be looking at how sort of wonky Everton's setup is and mm. thinking you know what all, all we're going to need here is just actually to be quite yeah. organised and then they'll undo themselves basically because the talk of that narrowness when you play like that you're effectively denying yourself space through your system which mm. is, is what you, can, you can see the sort of the almost clog in the you know in, in, the, in that number 10 position it's, it's a strange old thing I think that, that Sean, keeps tripping them up Sean Dyche thought to himself all we need is one twenty-four pass move yeah, yeah. absolutely and what, that will what, undo a, them. what a little um, passage of play for, or a little kind of um, touch from, from Hendrick to take Schneiderlin out of the game just absolutely left him for dead with that it was a beautiful piece of footwork it's the Jeff Hendrick experience mate. indeed <laughs> he got it full on there I mean it was a great 24 pass move they were slightly fortunate when the cross came in but they nearly lost control of the ball they got it back under Mm. And they got their goal, and it's brilliant. And Burnley have got a great team spirit. We talked about Man City having a great team spirit, you know, for, for slightly different reasons. Yeah. Obviously, they, they set up very differently. And um, Burnley, Sean Dyche, he's he's doing such a great job there. They've had great wins on the road this season. Okay, if they went to Stamford Bridge, it might not be as uh, easy pickings as it was, but still, they've got the win there. They got a good point um, away to Spurs. They've got a great win away to Burnley, and 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 they they they've got some good players coming through. No, away to, to Everton, not away yeah, to yeah. Burnley. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, they're always yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, James uh, Tarkovsky is getting a lot of uh, attention, as he should be. Could find himself in an England squad pretty soon. They're, mm. they're sixth uh, on the same points as Liverpool, one behind Arsenal. 
Wouldn't it be great if they won the league, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> it would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. I, you know, I have to say, I, I sort of wondered for Burnley how they get on at the start of the season because quite often when a team gets up and they and they stay up by really grinding things out and being tough, compact, and organised to beat, mm. you know that that takes a toll after a time. But they 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 seem, despite being so organised, organised, there seems to be a sort of freedom to that mentally. They all just, they all just seem to again seem to be enjoying it. Right, exactly, that, and and that team spirit is absolutely it. But do you think that that now they've established themselves as a Premier League side? They've started the season very well. There's nobody talking uh, relegation terms with Burnley. Now, they may toe the line of, oh, our, our position is always to try and stay in the league. But at home, against lesser or similar opposition, do you think Dyche now has to think about taking the game to teams a little bit more? It's, that's an interesting one because, I mean, t- he's got to look at his team and think, do I have the personnel to do this? Am I just going to sort of, you know, take the risk of us abandoning what we do well and then perhaps dropping points where we shouldn't and sort of shaking a little bit of that self-confidence? So I don't know. It seems to be working for them. So, I mean, I guess it would be tempting to really sort of open it up against Swansea at home or whatever. But I I just wonder if with what he, what he's built, does he sort of... does he run the risk of creating cracks in those foundations by doing that. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, we are going to we're going to go abroad, ladies and gentlemen, after this. It was like the part in the Red Sea. People just went... Bloop. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Do not forget the preview show sponsored by Bet365 is out on Friday morning. Our man in the chair was close to a hat-trick, but not quite, Luke. No, he was, he, this would have been his second uh, his second win, not his third. Well, oh, I thought he was yeah, on the double. No, I think, he, I think that was his second. He had a good win last week, um, but he, he went for over three and a half goals in Liverpool-Newcastle. Um, the, the, game, the, the show just gone. <clears throat> Didn't come in, so he's out of there. Oh, I thought he was yeah, on, no, he he is, was on we, a we were getting ahead of ourselves, I think. Sorry. Yeah, but he's you out, were on a hat-trick. He's out there. I was on a hat-trick. That, yeah. Don't let that be forgotten. So we're looking for a new man in the hot seat, or, or, or indeed woman. So do get in touch. Show at the Football Ramble. Dot com with that, and I will pick one uh, this week. Of course, if you do get a hat trick, you get an ORE. <coughs> Order, Order of the Ramble Empire. Yeah. Is, that, is that a new thing? I yeah, it's a new thing, yeah. We thought Which Luke failed week. to get. I did, well, yeah. <laughs> we thought of it last week, Pete, so I should have given you an email about that. Sorry, mate. Well, well, well I listened to the previous show as I was walking uh, through the streets of Japan, and I enjoyed it immensely. Oh, immensely. You? Oh, you're such a delight. You were the one. Yes. You were the one. That enjoyed yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going to go into a ballad, I thought. There, um, of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, a lot has happened in uh, Europe this this last week. My goodness, a lot of stuff. We will be talking about that on the continent. All the stuff about Barcelona and Catalonia, of course. Uh, Carlo Ancelotti losing his job at Bayern Munich, and so much more. That's on the continent. A different feed, of course, from the football ramble. However, there is one story from Europe which we are going to talk about. A little update on Swiss club FCC on president um, Christian Constantine, who physically assaulted a commentator a few weeks ago, pitch side after. He had uh, the, co- the commentator, of course, called Constantine a narcissist with no empathy, so he beat him up. It's quite, um, quite a Swiss insult, that. Indeed, mm. yeah. Well, Constantine has been charged, but came out and said, Well, I apologise for this as club president. Of course I should, but I will not. <laughs> I love that. I know what I should be doing in this situation, but I'm not going to do it. Is he not, right. not going to go to prison for this? I mean, I an, know, an assault. He, he should, but he's not going to. You're talking shite again. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he should be going to prison for one grown man sort of pushing another man. Grown oh, was, man it, was it pushing? When he said assault, oh, when I say I, beat I, up, right. it was pitch side. Yeah, right. dragged him out. So the there's no shortage of witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> that's the bad. That's the bad news. Where's his lawyer? Like, like that steward. Where's his lawyer coming? Right, shut up. You haven't said anything, have you? No, good. Right, get out, police officer. Right, where did you do it? In a packed football stadium. <laughs> oh, really? Was there, was there a floodlight failure? No, no, yeah. it was all on. How many were people were there? Ten thousand. As many as ten thousand. <laughs> was there really? Are you going to apologise? No, <laughs> I should. Yeah, but I won't. I think, I think I saw a video of a Burnley fan celebrating and a uh, steward jumping over the hoardings, just dragging him. 
screaming and dragging him out. I can't, I'm failing to see what that lad did to warrant it. There seems to be some strange stewarding decisions. But, was that Burnley? He could have had his willy out, I don't know. Maybe but he questioned you know. Dyche's tactics. Well, mm. I was about to say, Pete's threshold for, um, for sh- shocking behaviour is a lot higher than other people's. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. I'm very forgiving. Mm. Yeah, you are. Indeed, yes. Mm. Shall we go to Brazil, gentlemen? Fancy it. Let's well, I'm a bit jet-lagged already, to be honest, mate. <laughs> yeah, but just got I'll, back. I know, jeez. The, you know, the, the continent where we'd have a little bit of reggaeton, Peter. Peter should have gone straight there. He the old gone, samba yeah. spirit. <laughs> <laughs> what, the, what? The old sambles. Get your, uh, get your sambas on. Um, Ibis Sport from the northeast of the country, or Ibis Sport. Or, I'll say Ibis, otherwise it sounds silly. Um, from my the hotel brand. <laughs> That's Ibis, yeah. Ibis. Um, they're, they're from the northeast of uh, Brazil. They play in the lowest division of the Pernambuco Championship and are self-dubbed the worst team in the world. This was a piece in the Guardian, very interesting indeed. They were officially crowned the worst team in the world after going three years and eleven months without winning a match in the eighties, which is which is quite uh, spectacular. They're deeply concerned at the moment, though, as the side have won three in a row. It could have been four. I couldn't find their result on Sunday. Funnily enough, the Pernambuco uh, Championship doesn't rank high on the Google search uh, <laughs> engine. But uh, so they've won three in a row. Could have been four, but definitely three in a row. And and the fans feel this is ruining their identity. <laughs> Now, Pete Donaldson, if this is not the team for you, you I yeah. don't know what is. <laughs> Diehard Ibis Sport fan. Right yeah. up my street. This yeah. is right, right up my straws. I'll tell you what, if there's a successful takeover in Newcastle, he's going to Ibis Sport. It's like, right. it's like when, um, when the Glazers <laughs> took over at United and all those fans started supporting FC yeah. United. This is your FC United, Peter. Yeah. That's my feeder club. Indeed. <laughs> well, after the team um, won their third straight match, fans piled into a bar where the players were having a drink to celebrate the win and the fans asked them to stop winning. Yeah. One fan <laughs> said this is destroying our history <laughs> Pete this is what you all over what do they go to the football for what I don't know the joy? I don't know to enjoy the opposition presumably yeah, yeah presumably, exactly yeah. Well, other fans went on social media to complain they are from the north east I mean <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I, like, I like this your interest is peaked isn't it yeah. I can tell what's, what's the kit look like <laughs> one of uh, one what's of, the major airport one of, one of the fans complained on social media saying this is a worrying situation in the long term to stop being an icon and to just be another winning team it's the coach's fault <laughs> Doing his job. Love it. <laughs> Doing his job. Uh, and this is great. A former player for them, a midfielder called Mauro Shampoo. That has to be a nickname. Have you seen a picture of Mauro Shampoo? Well, hence the nickname. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it is a magnificent Wait, it's, Oh, it's perm. a nickname. He's their conditioning oh. coach, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he boasts that he only scored one goal in 10 years and said this winning is bad for the team's brand. I, I think if he gets to... Something's come along and it's burst our bubble. I think he could... Um, I think he could really shine if he was given a bit of chance. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> I expected more from you. Hey. Rather than just a shampoo song being Well, at the song. moment, Luke, it's damage Sorry, repair, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it is damage repair, yeah. I'll let you get all of your shower of shit. <laughs> what? You have a shower of shit? You have to let yourself down, boy. Shower? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I do get it. Yeah. It's not a pun, though, is it? It's just saying shower get... of shit. I'm just, I'm just letting you get on with your shower of shit. Okay, thanks, right. mate. Yeah. Oh, there we are. Uh, I'm, the, I'm surprised you got through the, the naming of that particular division, not doing the uh, chant. Nino. La, 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 la. I haven't heard of it. It's a different word, la, though. La, la, unless, la, la, unless Marcus yeah, has done no. a characteristic typo in the running order. No, 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 I, pre- no. I presumed he had to. Yeah, yeah, same, yeah. <laughs> well, you got it wrong again. Well, all right. Okay. Still jet lagged, are you? you know, my head's full of shampoo. Indeed. <laughs> the club president wants the team to reach the first division despite the fans. I love this. Mm. Imagine that thing swimming upstream. Brilliant. Streams full of shampoo. Yeah, very difficult. They get promoted, and then there's nobody in the stadium to watch them. Except Pete, <laughs> who's just on, yeah. gutted that they've got promoted. <laughs> Pete will be the president of the Supporters Association. 
I'll be the Gallagher flag. Oh, yeah. my Beginner. goodness. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the return of Going for Gold. Thank you. Gold. Gold. Oh, this. We've got to play this now, haven't we? Lord. That's done. I was yeah. going for gold all the going time. For gold. I thought I'd been mispronounced. You, have you gold. done one? What? In advance? <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've done the reverse. I've come back. What? Have you done one in advance? <laughs> Steve Gartshaw. Is it marrow shampoo? Because <laughs> <laughs> if it is, let's just nip it in the if, if, if it is, you wouldn't get the point because it hasn't begun. <laughs> That's true. It's James Washingore. Yeah, who's um, done it? Uh, Steve Gartshaw. Is this is an email from Vidal Sassoon. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Vidal Sassoon, possibly a footballer. I mean, we've got Vidal's in the game, haven't Alex, we? Alex, Arturo yeah, yeah. Vidal Sassoon. Yeah. I mean, um, that applies to anyone with a name, though, doesn't it? <laughs> what, what I would say is, Steve, don't put the name of the player right at the top of the email because I will read it out by accident. I, I didn't even see it. I wouldn't see it, so it's no. fine. It's no, no, okay. no, 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 I'm saying, but I will read it out. Clean Room 1, thank you, uh, Steve, for this because I'm, uh, I'm a bit disorganised this week. And I needed this. Oh, yeah, I was you normally do them yourself, in don't you? Sorry, go I on. was born in London on the 31st of October, 1974. <sighs> Can we get a Summer of Love, uh, Luke? We haven't had one for a little uh, while. That is uh, seven and a half years after the Summer of Love. Stop. Right. Ray Wilkins. 74? He made his debut before Oh, that. yeah, no. <laughs> he was in that live show, Pele guy. You know what? <laughs> I saw an old episode of Catchphrase the other day, and you know when it, people are shouting things <laughs> like, banana eight. tin, banana yeah. fake, like nonsensical things. That's what this game is <laughs> like. <laughs> <listeners. laughs> I did massively. For those who weren't at the live show that we last did at the London Podcast Festival, just to fill people in, mm. um, there, was, there was a going for gold game. <laughs> the clue was, um, I'm the top scorer in my country's history, and I was born in 1980, and someone went, Pele! <laughs> 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 Another man shouted something absolutely oh. dreadful. Yeah, about. he did. We um, can't do that. No. Oh, we're not gonna... Go on, carry uh, on. I started my career at Chelsea. Stop, oh, Ray that's... Wilkins. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, Jody Morris. No. Stop. Uh, can I have another guess? We'll have to no, wait. No, you got to wait, mate. I think I know it is. Wait, Stop, wait. Kerry Whoa. Dixon. St- no, come on. That is outrageously poor, Jim. You're in a terrible run of form. <laughs> You're having a Pele moment. I was part of a losing team against Brazil in the 2002 World Cup. How's that? How, Stop. How's that gone yeah, with you, you, go, you clue? Is it Eddie Newton? <laughs> yeah, it's not Eddie Newton. Oh. Um, stop. Uh, Danny Mills. No. Just wondered if he was like in the youth team there. Yeah, something. maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good shout. I made nine international caps for my country. Stop. Trevor Sinclair. Incorrect. I won two League Cups during my career. Go on. Stop. No, carry on. Carry on. <laughs> um, my brother played for Colchester. Stop. Go on, get it. Get it! No, get it in there. Take a shot. Take a shot. Do a hurricane. Um, I played international football for Turkey. Ooh. Oh, very, very good. Come on, Spelzy. Muzzy, is it? It is Muzzy. Well done, mate. Congratulations, Marcus. Well done, Marcus. I played in midfield for Leicester City, and that's all of our clues. Steve Gartshaw, thank you for that particular uh, nomination for Golf Gold and the clues. What a dude. What well, a dude. Well done to him and to me. Well done, Mark. Yeah. Am I in the lead now? You, I think you are. You started off very slowly. I was on a plane listening to both Monday shows and I fell asleep at like <laughs> halfway. Leave it there. Like, not halfway through, but like literally really close to the end. So I couldn't remember whether you guys did go on for we didn't do it. my absence. We didn't do it. Okay, no, right, out of right. respect. 
Good. Yeah, yeah. Or respect the sanctity of a, of a competition that I get the listeners to do for me. Mm. Exactly. Well, Pete, Pete, we, Pete we, at the football ramble. With, with you, we take what we can get. Yeah. But it has been lovely having you back, Pete. Expect less. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> with the old Donny Dogs. Ibis Sport. That's your team. That's my team. There we are. Um, thank you very much for listening, everybody. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, do get in touch with the show at thefootballramble.com for uh, any any, any uh, occasions that you've had a match interrupted. Yeah, mm. why not? That sounds like mm. it might be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And don't forget to check out, as Marcus said earlier, On The Continent every Wednesday. Search On The Continent wherever you get your uh, podcasts. There's lots to talk about in Europe this week. There's, there's, there's new here. topics. There's Bother Brassel. There's um, Harassle and Castle. Harassle and Castle. Do, what do we have this week? Luke? So, uh, Lick someone, Luke? Someone suggested Mix It Up With More and Seduce Speller. Seduce Speller. There you go. I like it a lot. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks very much for listening. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Peter. <laughs> See you later. Goodbye from me. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.